dum 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 dum. Okay, I'm drunk cool. now. I'm drunk now. Yeah, and so I was telling uh, telling you earlier, that's why I think the Ukrainians should just take over Russia. Not a big Russian guy. No. <laughs> um, Flip your podcast. You're on the wrong podcast. Oh, this is, oh, this is, uh, this is Real Rotten, the definitive podcast for movies underneath 25% of Rotten Tomatoes. We only talk about Russia in relation to Red Dawn, the and, remake, um, the remake Red Dawn, and not the, the original Red and Dawn. And the machine. And the machine. Yeah, you got to give some love to uh, a Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame bonus. No, we are uh, bonus Hall of Fame. We've moved out of Russian Russian Gate into uh, Summer Nights. Summer Nights. Bottom, bottom. You know that? You know that one? Is that the uh, the Jersey Boys no, singing it's, that? No, it's, yeah, it's Greasers. It's the Grease Boys. Greasy Boys. Oh, we're having a greasy summer, summer fun. This is a punch drunk love year, yeah, as really we've is. said uh, every other podcast to remind our listeners. We've done the punching. We did that on the machine. We've done the drunk. We did that on the machine, too. Uh, now it's time for the love. We're going We're going summer of love in the form of uh, the ultimate pastime, the na- national pastime, uh, the nation's number one napping on the couch sport besides mm. golf on Sundays. Uh, yeah, it's a toss-up between uh, yeah, golf. Yeah, golf's probably number one. Number two, napping after one beer in the afternoon, baseball. Yeah, yeah there you go. Ba- or in James Earl Jones. Baseball. baseball. Can you do it? Can you? Yeah. Baseball. America's America's pastime. That's that was more, more Sam Elliott. That was more Sam Elliott. Yeah, yeah that's right. okay. It's my mustache going into my microphone. They're both old. <laughs> Summer Catch is the movie we're going to do today. Yeah. It's been a long time coming for Summer Catch. I feel like we've had it planned for maybe multiple years. Yeah. Yeah. What would be the winter catch before we get into it? What would be a winter catch? A hockey love movie, right? Ho- hockey love? It's got to be a hockey Some basketball love? love? But you don't really catch a ball in basketball. No, we need we need to have a seance and have Red Auerbach give us a yeah. What's a curling actually? And and speaking Mm. of curling, we have the perfect guest to. This is called a segue in the business. Uh, Please welcome man of the north, king of the north. uh, Some would say of the north. Our man from Manitoba, even though he's technically not from Manitoba. Our man from Minnesota, even though he's technically not from Minnesota. Please welcome Eric Manlove. The Golden Gopher. Eric, back on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me, though. It's great. It's great to be here. Prefer the bison. Uh, Manitoba, yeah, right to the north of where I'm from. They go by bison. Yeah. It's very weird. He's he's North Dakotan, man. Uh, From from the Dakota. The best Dakota. Is it? The best Dakota. That's the yes. one with no no landmarks, right? No, no, no. See, here's here's what I would like to point out, and don't get me started. Uh, we have natural landmarks. If you go to the western half of the state, we have the beautiful Badlands, and you know Theodore yeah. Roosevelt National Badlands. What I like to say about the Bad Dakota to the south is they had to build theirs to try and get people to come. Wow. I'm in Psychoville and Finkel's the mayor. I love the Badlands. If I could go into the Badlands, I would. I think there's never been a better name for an area of land than the Badlands. Yeah. Great uh, Terrence Malick movie, too. Great Terrence Malick movie. There you go. Faye Dunaway. 
Stacy Spacek, not Fade Dunaway. Um, but yeah, thanks, yeah. thank you, Eric, for bringing your Northern energy with us. He's he's been on the podcast before. He did a brief cameo as our as our Disney ride expert on the mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion episode. So it's yeah. good to have him back. Before the pod, we were talking a little Haunted Mansion. Uh, as of now, uh, Eric, I'm going to read you the new the new cast of the new Haunted Mansion. You're going to give me a scale of six to midnight. That's our typical scale for uh, real rotten excitement levels. Here's the cast. We got Jamie Lee Curtis, Winona Ryder, Jared Leto, Rosario Dawson, Dane DeVito, Owen Wilson, Dan Levy, Lakeith Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish, and Hassan Minich. Uh, love it. So we're at, what, 11? Oh, nearly just, nearly midnight. Nearly midnight. Nearly. Like, Winona Ryder will give me just about anywhere because uh, she's, you know, born in Winona, Minnesota. Yes. Oh, wow. So just throwing that out there. And I was then, not aware of that. Yeah, well, Winona. Uh... And then, who doesn't love Hasan Minaj and his like? I mean, he's all over the trailer right now. Yeah, like that ending scene where he's sketching is just hilarious with Danny DeVito and that like, brilliant. Yeah, him and his perfect beard, perfect five yes. o'clock shadow beard. I it's was fantastic. yeah, I was probably a six before before I read the cast, and now now I'm a firm. I'm now I'm a now I'm a medium eight, medium nine, eight thirty. I'm I'm semi quarter to nine, semi chopped up. Wow. I'm chopped up for for this new this new haunted mansion. I might watch. I might actually watch it. Before I was not going to watch it. Now I think I might actually watch. It. I mean, now why wouldn't you? You're 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 an you're an a lister. But we want to get to know Eric before we keep moving along with this podcast. Uh, Eric, your your well known nickname, also your last name, is Manlev, uh, as my mom pointed out to you earlier <laughs> last weekend uh <laughs> so we're gonna play a game called man love man like man hate we're gonna name some movies for you and you uh tell us where they fall in that category it's like a one of those classic work surveys where you say somewhat disagree uh disagree and somewhat like whatever whatever yeah do it okay uh the sandlot let's just start on a baseball base okay. baseball Good. cake see how you feel so this one's changed over my lifetime. Uh, childhood Eric, who was way too much of like a purist in baseball, was definitely like man hate. Oh. But now it's evolved to I appreciate, so it's more of like a man like, and if it's on, I will definitely watch. It. Critical of the Sandlot was it the baseball play? Was it was it uh, was it Rick? Uh, was it Benny's I, I, running? I really honestly don't know what it was. It was just there was something about it that didn't click with me. Uh, when I was a kid, when it came out, or when I first saw it, and then it just kind of like, you know, grew on me. Like I, I love the sleepover scene. I love like that they, you know, uh, put chaw in their mouth and go to the carnival and have to puke everywhere. Like that's kind of yeah. It's, it's was hilarious. it the fact that they never they never played games? They all they just hit BP basically all day. Uh, that was my biggest problem with Sandlot. I'm like, where are the games at? They played like one game the whole they time. All, there wasn't nine more kids to play with. You split into two sides. You play. There's so many fucking games you can play with nine nine Here's kids playing. Here's the difference. You clearly grew up in an area with a lot of kids your own age. Yeah. I literally grew up down the street from a small elementary school where, like, if there was three of us, that was enough to go play baseball for the day. Wow. Wow. So like you one got to throw throw the pitch, another got to chase all over the outfield, and one got to hit. Home, right. home run derby, yeah. You just I'm play, sorry, play I live. lived on an interstate. <laughs> I didn't have any. <laughs> In Fairfield, we weren't allowed to play baseball because the had to play went, with the goats. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had. 
How many meals does it take to play a baseball game? Only one, because it kicks you in the head and you pretend you're in the MLB for six, 16 weeks. Okay, what's the second movie on the list? Uh, second movie, uh, I'm going to add a little follow-up to this. Second movie slash location um, slash personality, the one and only Fargo. And I'm going to add, as a bonus, uh, the North accent. The Northern accent. Oh, so I hate that, because clearly you can Big hear man. my accent, and it doesn't sound like that. Um uh, another one, like, I, I'm going to be honest, I've, I've heard like a rumor. So I am from Fargo. Yeah. City itself, man, love all, all the way. Like, I'm headed back there in September. Can't wait. Uh, I oh, you're just I've beating ever, the bad weather, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I never really watched the full movie a lot just because we had always kind of like created this, like, um, I don't know, this tale like, oh, if you're from Fargo, you shouldn't watch the movie type of thing. Like, it's right. bad luck to watch the movie. Okay. Um, I did have some connections to it because they had one local actor in it, and she was one of my neighbors. That's so cool. Was kinda, uh, but it's, at this point in time, like, it's more like a man. Like, I never, I think it's because I didn't watch it right away, so I didn't appreciate it and grow to love it the way that I did. Now, the TV series, I love that. Man, love that. Just, uh. Because I think I was older and could appreciate it and understand it more. Fair. All right. Oh, yeah. I mean, TV series, we we stand because it got together Kirsten Dunst and Jesse well, Plemons. Yeah, of course. I will say I hate I hate that people associate that accent with Fargo and think that it's all about Fargo for the simple fact that the entire movie, with the exception of the last scene, takes place in Brainerd, Minnesota, and the only scene that takes place in North Dakota at all is at the end in Bismarck. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's the That's the mystery of Fargo. Just so, needed a catchy, catchy town name that was easier to say than Brainerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No one wants to be from Brainerd. If the movie was called Brainerd, I'd be like, I'd, my pants would be off right when I started. I'd be like, here we go. <laughs> Trying to watch Brainerd. Trying to get brain watching Brainerd. You can bleep that out, Kyle, if you're being prude. <laughs> okay, uh, last movie, last movie we'll do. Let's do Let's do a Stone Cold classic. Let's do uh, the Titanic. Mm. How about the Titanic? Do you? Uh-huh. Jimmy Cameron. Uh, I don't know if I have an opinion. On that. Oh, okay. Guess- well, then, then we're passing. We're neutral. Steven, you get yeah. the last movie now. Oh, I'm passing, and uh, uh I'm gonna give it right to our classic, which is what I gonna, thought you were gonna bring up. Freebirds. What do you think about <laughs> Freebirds? That's right. Huh? We're going back in time <laughs> this- to the first Thanksgiving <laughs> to get turkeys off the menu. Oh, you're you're ruining it. <laughs> never seen, never seen Freebirds. Never seen the all-time classic Thanksgiving movie, <laughs> Freebirds. Yes. Oh man, a long time ago. Where they go back in time to take turkeys off the menu. That's right. We're going <laughs> no, back no. in time. <laughs> okay, here's here's the actual last movie. Actual last movie. We're gonna go. Let's go. Um. We'll go more in your wheelhouse. We'll go a Disney musical. Oh, great. I'll choose... The New Little Mermaid. The New Little Mermaid. How about that? Yeah. Uh, I I mean, I love that. That was great. Okay. Uh, Prince Eric's song wasn't fantastic, but everything else was. I'll tell you the one spot that got me, because like obviously like I like the history of Disney, was Jody Benson's cameo right in the middle. Um, oh, that, that's well-deserved. Good for her. That, Good for them. That sold it for me. That yeah. that made everything worth it um, for that movie. I mean, she, her voice alone brought brought Disney from the brink, basically. Absolutely, it was the re, it rebirthed Disney, right? Do you, do you know who we're talking about? She was the one that did that. <laughs> the original Ariel, the voice of Ariel. Yeah. yeah. 
In case you didn't know food. this, in case you didn't know this, Nick, that Disney is, was in the toilet. That's in the, the 80s. most. That is the most famous uh, uh, scales I've ever heard in any movie. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Okay, well, good to know. I'm, we're going to pass that on. Uh, now it's time for movie news. Movie news. Corin Sweat has been cast as Superman, and it's, that's it for movie news. No. It's the coronation of Corin Sweat. That's all we got to say. Uh, what do we know about this guy, Corin Sweat? He's not a well-known uh, guy, which I think it works think that, in his favor, right, like Brandon Routh. That's the right move, right? Right. I mean, Henry Cavill was relatively unknown. He does he look cast. like a very young Henry Cavill, actually. Yeah. He looks like if you mix Henry with like uh, somebody a little more sinister, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's 29, 6'4", so uh, good for him. He's the new Superman. He should be. He should be broody. He's Superman. And he's American, too. Yeah. that's it, That was the biggest point of contention. Can't have any of these British fucks coming yeah. in here and taking our Superman away from us. They invaded us. twice. They're not allowed to invade a third time. If an American can't beat James Bond... A Brit can't be Superman. There you go. Yeah. Was uh was Christopher Reeves? He was American. He was Amer- American. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was all American. He was all uh, all American. Yeah, absolutely. Football man. Uh, Kyle, we don't need your opinion because you. I already what, know you're excited. What was Kyle? Actually, not. This is perfect time to check in on Kyle's chat. Now it's time for Kyle's chat. What's uh, What's Kyle got in the Kyle's chat? Um, haven't heard from him in about twenty minutes. Okay, so. then we're moving on. Moving on. It's a uh, time to talk about baseball. Baseball. Sports. Let's get a little taste of Summer Catch. We're going to talk about the movie Summer Catch. Nice thong. Thanks. She's hot and she wants his... Summer Catch. Rated PG-13. Starts August 24th at a theater near you. And if you're on audio, you may be wondering to yourself why there was so much uh, silence and just a rooftop shouted out song. It's because there were uh, a title card saying, are you wild? Are you sexy? Are you crazy? That's it. An unbelievable trailer. Uh, and it's just a TV spot. So that's a 30 second thing that just came up at some point in somebody's life. And they're like, what the fuck is this about? If, if I just heard that, I would be like, wow, it's a teen sex comedy and somebody's naked in it for sure. There is like there's no way that this this is a this is just another 90s teen sex romp. But far from it. Uh, there There is some notable sexiness in this movie. Yeah, there's some there's some heat, I some, guess. Some some As would it should say be. some would say uh uh youth defining heat in this movie. Some summer uh some summer college uh baseball for the league, exact um, for the exact right age of Tom child Bullard, seeing this when they came out. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Oh man, the, for the class of class of 2001 um man, this was this was their shining moment. For the class of 2002, man, just wait another month. <laughs> It gets it gets real bad. You have had high hopes about uh about summer catch, and you're like, oh, what a great summer movie! I can't wait for the fall. And 
<laughs> Bad things happen. Yep. Uh, yep. Sorry. Out there. Eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Critical consensus: eight percent. Unbelievable. Um, originally one percent. So it's been it's been getting some uh, love post some, some post mortem. Yeah, po- some post mortem love. Is that what they call that post 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 coital uh, love? <laughs> uh, that might be it. Uh, audience score though forty percent. Forty percent. Relatively low, I feel like for this movie. But maybe this movie was just forgotten in the times because this was released in in August two thousand one. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it being big in the MTV circuit around that time. Like, I'd watched a lot of it on MTV. I I, think that I probably got around on this in 2003, 2002 times. Yeah. When when you're a young 13-year-old and you just want to know more about life, maybe your sister watches a lot of Seventh Heaven. This was on the the movie channel a lot. (laughs) Yes. For sure. Yeah. Uh, This uh, was... Seventh Heaven over in, in my house. Oh, a big Seventh Seventh Heaven guy. I, I never watched it. My sister, who's two years younger than me, had it on every single day after school. Um, so obviously, like you just pick up that Jessica Biel is in it. I forgot and that then, Seventh Heaven had a daytime syndication. Yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. And then she, so my sister, like, just she's like, oh, Jessica Biel's in this movie. I want to watch it. I, I think she may have watched this movie more than me growing up and liked it more than me. But I, I just grew to it because of baseball. So that's what I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I, I also went through a Cape Cod phase where I just I just devoured a lot of Cape Cod uh, baseball league stuff. You were really into Rivals.com. I read like, a, yeah, I, I would read a lot of the uh, the goings on. I read a lot of fictional books that notable like, uh, you know, because other people that are obsessed with Cape Cod league are like a lot of lawyers and like uh crime writers, John Grisham <laughs> like Grish- Grisham types they would just like be like I'm writing one baseball book and it's going to be about the Cape Cod League you of course know? it is <laughs> yes. when we summit in uh, in Cape May dynamite drop in money uh first before we get into our histories actually let's finish our histories with the movie Eric or Stephen, what's what's your history with? Uh, That's all I was saying. Sum- is summer catch. I, I I've never I've never seen the movie in full until uh, recently. Um, I would watch bits and pieces as I was flipping channels. Probably, um, it wasn't my movie. Never really watched it. Yeah. So you're not a prince. You're not a prince. Hive. I'm a prince junior guy. Like we uh, we briefly mentioned it when we did. Still no. Like I I do enjoy me some Freddie Prince uh, on occasion, but. He was he yet to hit his stride. His stride was coming in a couple of years when he was Fred in uh, in Scoobert Doo. That's when his stride was coming. I thought he was fully in his stride at this point. I mean, he's he was like a A list esque actor. Yeah, but they were all not great movies. Besides, she's all that. But Scooby Doo was, was like the end of his. Era. Yeah, but that's when he like finally gets back with Sarah Michelle Gellar and be like, hey, let's give this family thing a shot. And look what happened to him. Man, we and love he, we and, love that. For and them. then he becomes lead writer of the WWF. Like he he's 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 comfortable now. He's fine. That, I, I would I take, I would take his, his career. I would take his And he came back last year and made a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. He was in that recent uh, Christmas thing. Where he's I like, couldn't tell you. Yeah. He's like balding. Uh, El Camino Christmas. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know what the movie is. It all ended with Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed, a uh, future contender. Future contender. Right. Right. Yeah. Robo raggy. Um, blurbs. Rotten Tomatoes blurb stated a cliched and predictable sports comedy that's mostly devoid. I was going to say devour there. Devoid of excitement or laughs. Summary catch is strictly Bush League. What is Bush League? Ba-bam! What is Bush League? Anybody know? That's GW's league. That's It's right before. Oh, <laughs> when he owned the Rangers. <laughs> Isn't it? It's just like, what are the unwritten rules of baseball? 
unwritten rules of baseball. Um, ne- never tell the guy he's fat before pitching to him. Never, don't walk across my mound. <laughs> don't walk across the mound. Don't don't run the field. If you're gonna no bad flips. If you're gonna chew tobacco, at least offer it to the rest of the group. <laughs> uh, Bush league, yeah. Bush league must stand for uh, you're playing out in the bushes and the cuts. You know. Yeah, we have pristine lawns. It's where like St. Louis is, right? Oh no, it's it's pronounced. It says B U S H league, not B U S C H. So I don't know. Oh yeah, it's the beer league. That's what it is. Is that what it is? <laughs> is it supposed to be B U S C H? Rotten Tomatoes oh, made that'd be good. Not from that person, but that's what I think it should be. It should just be beer league. Beer league. Yeah. That actually makes a lot of that sense. That makes a lot there. of sense, but you know, Rotten Tomatoes. If you look it up, it just means a minor league of a professional sport, especially baseball. Their bush league image. Amateur league of professional sports. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I feel like there's some sort of weird, uh, problematic definition there's of got, bush league. There's something there that seems racist that we should probably <laughs> move away <laughs> Let's from. Let's move away from, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your blurb, Nick? Much of Mackham Ritter. Mackham? Mackham Ritter. I think he's from the AP. Uh, he yeah, said, right. maybe the filmmakers figured that the audience for Subber Catch is too young to have seen Bull Durham. Mm, which yeah. I was at the time. I think I, I think that I had not seen Bull Durham, and only on the recent rewatches had I been like, "Oh, this is just a it's just PG thirteen yeah. Bull Durham." Yeah, because the Bull Durham is for adults, and that's why it was the better movie. Better movie. Still, Huggins, Huggins, I mean, Huggins still, the better writer. Still the better movie. Yeah, yeah. but um, uh, yeah. but you know that you know who they need to make PG thirteen movies of the good rated R movies sometimes. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta break the kids in somehow. You I know. Can't wait for a PG thirteen Scarface, uh, yeah. PG thirteen Showgirls. Yeah, both those. Are, uh, well, they already <laughs> made the PG thirteen Showgirls. What was that? Center stage. Center stage. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just watched for the first time. Oh my god! Uh, shout out, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, Eric, did you have a blurb? I just, I just found some random person. It's a super reviewer, right? Something that I thought was hilarious. For, okay. Uh, also because they spelled Freddie incorrectly. Mm. Um, though with Freddie and Matthew Lillard, two of the worst actors since the millennium. Brittany Murphy, awful. Jessica Biel, good laud, shoddy. Uh, <laughs> but pretty bad. Uh, so I'm assuming, yeah. yeah Terrible Bond is only making the movie worse. I just, I thought. Yeah, good lot, Shoddy. Was uh, that's a good that's a good shot. Good lot, Shoddy. Like that's something that I'm gonna tell my my son about eventually, and he's he's gonna be like, "What? Are you having a stroke, Dad?" Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Beale. I uh, this is a bit of a trivia. 19 when this movie was made. Holy moly! Are you for real? Uh, born in 82. This I movie. Didn't do the math. Yeah, she's like 18 or 19 when this movie was filmed. It's insane. She's talking about being a post grad. It's like you're a pretty young yeah. post grad. And what? What is that? Thirteen when this movie came out? Yeah, I was twelve. Yeah, I was eleven. Just turned twelve. Yeah, yeah. Good lord. Good, good lord, shoddy. Good lord, shoddy. Um, my guy, uh, Ray Conlogue. That uh, the translation of his last name is Ray with Logue, uh, from the Globe and Mail. He states, uh, this one though awkward and derivative has a modest charm and is not entirely populated with howling simians. Not a big Planet <laughs> of the Apes guy. Realized. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of... Uh, for being a very jock-forward movie, not a whole lot of jockiness going on, besides one big plot hole, and we're going to get into it. Uh, notable critic... Notable critic... 
critic uh, Mark Savlov. Mark Savlov. Our, our guy from the Austin Times. Uh, so no, no Raj. So we'll go with Mark Savlov in our segment, uh, continuing segment. Savlov, you dog. Savlov, you dog. He said so cloyingly heartfelt that it's uh, that all you can not do is giggle every time someone makes a prophetic love struck proclamation. A lot of those. A lot of those. Um, <laughs> he stated, I was hoping foolishly, I realized, that director Mike Tolan would include some prescient final shot. All other graduate of the two of them riding off on a John Deere super mower with uncomfortable now what smiles plastered across their heartthrob mugs. No such luck. Yeah, I know, Mark. It was, uh, it was a sad day for all of us. Oh, man, that would be happen. an unbelievable ending to this movie. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that's the ending. That, that That's the real ending. That's actually, yeah, that's what actually happens. John, there's no John C. McGinley. That's how you make it better for today. You hop, you hop on the motor and ride off from the airport. Oh yeah, <laughs> from the private airport. Let's let's be let's yeah. be honest here. They must have towed. They towed the mower behind the convertible. That's yes. what it was. Yeah, could have flown at any time with that money in that private jet that she's about to get into, but they chose like the ninth inning of the game. Great. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's later. Just bailing during a no hitter. We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll t- we'll talk about it. <laughs> Now it's time for the Nick to the Facts. Nick to the Facts. And uh, here are the facts of the movie. we got director Michael Tolan. Tolan? Tolan. 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 Uh, only other directing... Only other directing... Credit is... Uh, radio. They call me radio. They call <laughs> me radio, <laughs> sir. A wholly unproblematic movie. Probably could get made today, probably. Probably could. <laughs> uh, but he's also the producer of Our Hearts and Our Youth, uh, along with Brian Robbins. Uh, Brian Robbins, friend of the show. Uh, we're going to talk a lot more about Michael Tolan later. We're yeah. going to do uh, We're gonna do a Top Tolan, actually. Top Tolan, Top Tolan, Robbins. Uh, yeah. not, not Robbins, just Tolan. Uh, writers of this film, Kevin Falls, who is a TV writer on This Is Us, and Nick's favorite um, uh, bedtime show, West Wing. There you go. And our guy, John Gaddens, who also wrote Flight, Hardball, and Coach Carter. I'm drunk now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Falls and Gadden. This movie has Falls and Gadden writing for it. Can you believe, can you, could you imagine signing up for a movie and be like, Falls and Gadden got this one? I mean, Falls makes sense because it, <laughs> he, it does feel like a writer who got heavily rewritten by Aaron Sorkin before the episode was shot. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, major This Is Us energy in certain uh, scenes. Yeah, so they, they got the sentimental with the Kevin Falls because he does the This Is Us, he does the West Wing stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they got the sports with John Gaddens. There yeah. you go. You just mix those two together. Sports bada and bing, hard bada boom. Yeah. Sure. Fire hit eight percent. Rotten Tomatoes didn't make quite enough. Absolutely. Money. The only notable crew I did some research actually, and the okay. only notable crew I could find was Tim Surstedt, who is the cinematographer, um, uh, and he also is the primary cinematographer for all the Mike Judge movies. Okay. Office Space, Idiocracy, Extract, you name it. And you a know, couple. If I, of, if I watch this again, maybe I'll see some some Office Space in it. It has comedy shots. It does have comedy shots. But yeah, there's nothing. Some wide. About. Some good wides. Oh yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of a uh, wet T-shirt shots for sure. <laughs> fits right into uh, Mike Judge. I mean, I already said we're gonna get to uh, plot keywords in just a minute, but first let's get through the actors. Actors of this film, of course, Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Matthew Lillard. Quick trivia: third movie, fourth movie, they've been in with each other. Can you name best, the other three? Best fucking friends. <laughs> Wouldn't have been the fourth one. It just they've been in four. They've been in four other movies besides this. The both the Scooby Doo's. You I had Wing, Com- Wing Commander. Wing Commander. Which is a future contender. That's a uh, Buffalo Wing movie. Oh yeah, about the Wing Championships, and of course she's all that. 
Um, yeah, don't spoil it. Yeah, Freddie Prince, Matthew Lillard, of course, Jessica Biel, uh, fresh off. 19 from, years old. 19 years old. Unbelievable. Throwing heat um, in more ways than one. Trying yes. to break away from I mean, her seventh heaven. Mostly in one way, but then Seventh heaven pigeonholing, so she's trying to break out a little bit. Yeah. Um, you had Wilmer Valderrama, a film debut. Um, film debut for our guy, Wilmy. Also, also <laughs> Fez uh, from that 70s show. So he's trying to break out of that But role. he was in the show before this movie, right? Uh, yes, correct. Same with Jessica Biel. And then we move on to the veterans of this film. So veteran actors, Fred Ward, uh, our guy, our guy uh, uh, who was in Joe Dirt, and we're going to do another movie with him uh, later on, known as Corky Romano. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce Davison. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just put it into the atmosphere. Big well, bag. Cor- Corky Romano is going to happen. It just is. It's, it's not if. It's when. Yeah, it's that and nature calls back to back. Bruce Davison. Uh, 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 Brian Dennehy. I don't know who, Bri- who Bruce Davison is. Uh, Bruce Davison was the senator from X Men. He was the dad. He's the dad. He's the dad. He's just Beale's dad. Yeah, yep. he's okay. he's major that guy. He really is major that guy. major that guy. Uh, Christian Kane and a return from Christian Kane and Brittany Murphy. My God. Uh, so shout out to our Just Married podcast. Yep. Christian Kane being the 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 fake love he was interest. The, to, the the shitty boy. Yeah, the yeah. shitty guy. Yeah, the guy who knew karate. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then Brittany Murphy in an early role. Uh, trying to break out of her King of the Hill uh TV TV role. Look at all these breakout stars. God damn, summer catch who who is the casting director? I'll look it up while yeah. you keep going. Yeah, look that up. Maybe I missed over that. Uh John C. McGinley in a role of the uh the Southern the Southern Scout. I was gonna say he's technically uncredited in that role. Yeah, weirdly, weirdly, we have two major stars, or well, major movie stars that uh, are uncredited in their roles. Yeah, him and uh, the one that you're about to get to. But, yeah, uh, like it's amazing. And I mean, John McGinley's in like I don't know forty percent of the movie. He's in a lot. He's yeah. He's he, the only guy that believes in Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really he, weird. He is the one who literally brings the end of the movie together. Yeah, he's the MacGuffin yeah. of the movie. <laughs> Uh, Zena Gray's in it. I only bring up Zena Gray as uh, Jessica Biel's sister because she is most famous in my brain forever as the redhead from Snow Day. I thank you for saying that. Yeah, she is. That's she's, not Michelle Trachtenberg. <laughs> yeah, you're very yeah, very not close. But yeah, Zena Gray is the main um, one of the main stars of Snow Day, and she's emblazoned in my head with her uh, outlandish acting in that movie and now in this movie. Wow, that is unbelievable. That I can't she, escape. She is yes. She was course corrected by Michelle Trachtenberg. Harriet the Spy knockoff. Yeah, she was the she was the next. Uh, she was the next generation of Harry the Spy, mm-hmm. and then they were just like, "Oh, we don't make these movies anymore." And she was like, "Fuck, yeah, <laughs> I'm out of a job." It's not Mister <laughs> Freeze; it's Doctor Freeze. Do you have a relationship with Snow Day being from the North, uh, Eric? She hears it like I don't remember ever having like the movie. Yeah, I love, but in general, having Snow Days like. Um, I don't really remember having them because, like, you're used to it. Like, get there. Yeah, you went to school in tanks. Uh, there was no <laughs> such thing as snow days in North Dakota, or else you wouldn't you wouldn't go to school. I walked to school in the storm. Like, yeah, you same. gotta get. Right. Yeah, we gotta get his nails. We got an out of town superintendent who was afraid of the cold, and we like get half days. Wow, wow, that's uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Bring in the Californians. Get yourself a day off. Yeah. Marcy yeah. L- Learoff is the. Casting director for this yeah. movie. Is she, is she any good? She is all fucking time casting creme director. Creme de la creme, I've totally missed her. My apologies, Marcy. Mar- Merci, Marcy. Casting director. Here are her this. first three movies she's casting director for. Poltergeist. E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Oh, wow. Blade Runner. 
Those are her first three movies. Other one, uh, other ones. Go, go ahead, Eric. Go ahead, Eric. They got her for summer catching in shows. Yes, they got her for summer catch, which shows that there was a little bit of a. There's some credibility behind this movie. Footloose, Pretty in Pink, Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest, Cutting Edge, Jack Frost. There Jack it is. Frost. There it is, Jack Frost. The Iron Giant, Ready to Rumble, Cats and Dogs, Summer Catch, Hardball, Insomnia, Freaky Friday, Gothica, Mean Girls. Mm. All casted by our girl Marcy. She she must work a lot with uh, Tolan. That must yeah. have, that connection blew. Yeah, she uh, she's legit. So shout out to her. She she has an eye for talent. Also shout out the last uh, last cameo, Beverly D'Angelo. Beverly D'Angelo. Ellen Griswold, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, is in this film. And mostly, mostly bodiless until the very end. I know you have strong feelings about uh, Beverly D'Angelo, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I forgot that she was in it. And obviously this movie was before I knew what like vacation movies were. So watching it back now after knowing like what the vacation movies are like that, like that role was awesome. Like it's hilarious. Uh, I, I just find it awesome that Beverly D'Angelo is there. I think it's a shame that they didn't show her face earlier because we could have used we could have used her yeah. in there. We needed a lot more physical comedy from Beverly Dillian. I, yeah. I don't know why they didn't like she's clearly a name like she's clearly a name. Like she I don't know. Granted like you're trying to highlight the young the young actors and actresses for the title, but like she could have been a name to draw from and she's uncredited. Yeah. My only guess is they could only afford her for for a day in the that's, ADR. That's what I'm thinking. Um, and then just did uh, body doubles, or they didn't know who they were going to cast until the very end, and then they're like, "Oh shit, Beverly Daniels." Well, <laughs> I mean, she for if we want to make a joke, like Wilmer Valderrama, uh, literally his first acting thing, he doesn't talk for what seventy five percent of this movie. Oh yeah, they cut him out major. And then no, I don't. I just I think that was the character, which is weird. But like Beverly D'Angelo literally makes him talk in this movie. Oh, she, so that was her. Uh, that was her goal to get him more roles in in acting. She was his lady of the lake. That's that's what happened. Exactly. Uh, release date we mentioned a little bit. Eight twenty four two thousand one. Uh, three weeks before the the universe changed, right before our eyes. Uh, rated PG thirteen. Runtime of this movie one hundred eight minutes. Taglines. Just a little too long. Just a little like, too long. Maybe maybe like a scene too long. I say 15. I say solid 15 minutes. Solid 15. You had 15 you can cut out of this? Because then where I would we cut, be? I could cut five out. 93, baby. Yeah, so <laughs> 93 to infinity. The five I would cut out. Uh, I cut out the pool scene. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. the It's not that sexy. It's not that sexy. You're right. But. It is necessary. The first, you got to sell. This is that's how you sold the movie to a lot of people. The second scene where he shows up at the house and Bruce Davison yells at him, yes, uh, and says, "I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna tell my friends to not use your landscaping service." Like that's stupid. So uh, yeah, it, it's not so much cutting a full scene; it's cutting one minute out of every scene. I yeah, think that's a do. good point. I think yeah. that includes uh, Rand Parish. Uh, do doing yeah. what? I don't know. That that's what I'm saying. Like yelling, yelling at uh, his daughter for liking uh, Freddie Prince. Oh yeah, <laughs> that emotional scene, uh, especially after the fire. <laughs> he was getting yeah. it all in that scene. Yeah. And so was so was she. Let's be honest. They really let him let him. Or, go. Like, let him hate, if you want to cut out, I hate to say it, but like because it was a hilarious bit. 
But like Zena Gray's character is completely pointless. In this yeah. Movie. Well, she's the one that introduces Jessica Biel to the sport to to Ryan. Um, A little bit. Yeah. But like you don't need her mascot bits, which oh. I I mean like, I find hilarious. But if you cut all of the mascot bits out, then you're down to like your sweet spot. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that. I that's that's one of my gripes too that we'll talk about. Uh, but first, taglines. Taglines. They are. Are you game? Are you game? I feel like that was <laughs> oh sexy wise. I feel okay, like okay. that was like a major uh, 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 um, tagline of our lives. Yeah, yeah. In the early are you 2000s. game? It, it was like the and one commercials. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you game? Yeah, or like we got we got game was uh, the co opted by the NBA. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah. Are you game? Felt like that was an Xbox commercial. That was a cologne commercial. That was a, a sportswear commercial. All all in one. I can see that way. The second one is the second one and not the first one. It's uh, yeah. Baseball's a sport. Loves the game for Pred- Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Biel. <laughs> like, really what? dumb. Does that even make sense as a sentence? Yeah. <laughs> not sure. The period really throws me off in Junior. Because <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, and, and Jessica Biel after the fact. Yeah, baseball is a sport. As another idea, just totally unrelated. Loves, loves the, the game, game. <laughs> for Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Biel. Now it's time to play Tag Your It. Uh, Steven, what's your tagline? Where the boys of summer become men? Okay. Question mark? Yeah. You tell people that it's horny right off the bat. That's what I like. I think people could get into that. Yeah. 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 What's your tag? Uh, mine's the summer's biggest catch isn't on the ball field. Mm. You have to say ball field because if you say just the summer's biggest catch, people are like fishing. This is they the think, same. <laughs> they think fishing up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> uh, Eric, if you have a ta- do you have a tagline? Vaguely. Uh, like, I try to think of something. It had obviously something to do with catch. I think I was trying to go with, like, can, can he make the catch or will he make the catch? You know, something like that. Oh, okay, that'd be good. Will he make the catch? Yeah, that, yeah because yeah. that sells the fact that he is a baseball player. He is a baseball player, and then he gets then you get swindled when you go and watch him. Yes. He's like, he's a pitcher. <laughs> yeah, like, I thought he was an outfielder. That's stupid. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we will have to do an impromptu uh, rankings of ball abilities in this. For, yeah. uh, on the team that we had on the team, who is the biggest ball? But bomber. plot keywords is just phenomenal. Yeah, uh, this episode we yeah. got. We're having a good year of plot keywords. Yeah, I think you deserve to read these ones. Too. Uh, thanks. I'm you know it's I'm the the one that has to be on a list after reading this. Uh, plot keywords: girl wears panties. Classic. I mean, don't they? Chatham, Massachusetts. <laughs> Chatham. 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 Ch- Ch- Chatham. 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 <laughs> Chatham. Chapped pants, Massachusetts. Uh, uh, Chatham Mass, Chatham Mass, shout out Chatham Mass. Okay, peroxide blonde, peroxide blonde, which is seems like a real keyword that certain only certain people would. Someone know. is hyper focused, yes. writing this plot keywords, is <laughs> yes. all I gotta say. A uh, female removes her clothes, okay. And of course, the other plot keyword that happens to be five, six words climbing out of a swimming pool. There you go. Swim fan, I think, takes that. Swim fan, <laughs> swim fan is number two. Three. Sandlot. This one's number two. Number one, probably. Sandlot. Wendy Pfeffercorn. No, it's got to be Phoebe Cates. She's not climbing out of a swimming pool. She's kind of walking walking out of a swimming pool. Yeah, you're right. So maybe this might be my number one. What Lies Beneath with Michelle Pfeiffer? (laughs) I mean, a classic. Yeah. That was a lake. Uh, Uh, Eric? I was shocked shocked that Wet T-Shirt was not. Yeah. So was I. One of the shots. A man wears panties. 
Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Actually, man wears thongs. Yes, man wears thongs. That happens yeah. twice in this movie. It actually happens more often than women wearing underwear in yeah. this movie. Because no girl was wearing <laughs> panties this whole movie. I think there's literally one girl wearing panties in the movie. There's two men wearing thongs in this movie. Yeah, yeah. the same you one. Bikini, and then you get panties. This is true. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is 100%. Uh, yeah. The, I'm reporting this to the, re- the reason that I maybe wore a thong at one point in my life, you know? I, I just wanted to see what, what it, if, Budget. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody does it. Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, you have your problem with cross dressing now? No, I, I just didn't know what you were saying. You sound like you had peanut butter on the roof of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, budget thirty four million. Thirty four mil, uh, according to one source. Steep, fairly steep. More expensive than you would think, right? For a summer movie, for a summer like with just teenagers in fucking North Carolina and maybe three which, actors which you ba- you barely know. To. Yeah, nineteen million gross. It definitely made its money back on DVD though. This movie must have been it's it, two thousand one, the height of the DVD era, movie rental era. Was it movie rental DVD rental yeah, era? Yeah, yeah. Get the five day rental. You're watching this probably three out of the. Oh five man, Ho- I I had to have rented this from Hollywood Video at least one time. Yeah, absolutely. At least one time. Did this Maybe movie twice? Did was this movie popular enough at Hollywood Video where it would give you the plastic? Uh, where it give you like the clear plastic case that you take home, oh. or did they give you the black case with like the Hollywood Video emblazoned? I think on? I had that one. Yeah, that version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. They saved the other one for six cents. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or unbreakable. So that when you return it, they you can't get duped. Yeah, no e- duping. Exactly. Trivia. Uh, yeah. Tri- Eric, Eric, did you have any uh, trivia's from this movie that you that you liked? Uh, I mean, I don't, not not really. I mean, like, there's just a bunch <laughs> of random things or goofs. Yeah, yeah. Ran- What's your goof? What's your favorite goof of the movie? Uh, the Bobby Abreu's name is spelled wrong in the end credits. Oh, it was. <laughs> I would thought that was someone else. I thought that was like Roberto Abreu, but still had his name wrong. Oh wow, Bobby Abreu. <laughs> for the movie release, but when I read, like, I'm mad that I don't have my because I actually have the hard copy of this DVD, like oh, back wow. in Fargo. Find it for you guys when I'm back in Fargo. But uh, when I rented it on Prime, it it's back to the misspelling of. Oh, so, oh, so in the original, it had the right spelling? That's strange. It was misspelled in the release, like the original release, and then when they fixed it for the home DVD uh, release, but now on like the streaming one, it's misspelled again. Wow. I wonder what, how I that works. I don't know what's going on with that, but like I just I find that funny. You know what I think? I think uh, fucking Jeff Bezos hates Bobby Abreu. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, oh. The only cool, cool, quote-unquote, uh, trivia I have is Very o- cool. only seven of the 35 baseball players uh, in the movie were actors. The rest were minor league baseball players, uh, and they had to do four weeks of acting training <laughs> yeah. to avoid looking at the cameras that were stationed all across the field during uh, during the uh, the filming of the game. I got to tell you, they did a good job. They did a great job. For me, on just a couple passes, uh, I didn't notice any of them looking. I would have a really hard time. Yeah. I'd be looking right at the camera, throwing to first base. If we're doing unreliable trivia, too, I must say there's probably about 64 goatees uh, between yes. all the actors in this film. <laughs> yes. Prime goatee this time. This is big goatee. I had, I had a go. I had an incoming goatee at, well, during this time. Goatees and shirzies. Big, big shirzies. Sure, for the shir- shirzies are back though. Shirzies yeah. are back. I mean, legit, Can't legit. afford jerseys anymore. Yeah. 
Well, the jerseys that the MLB players wore yeah, is yeah, what yeah. I'm trying to say. The vest with the shirt. Uh, my favorite trivia, the only trivia that really matters, originally development at 20th Century Fox with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon attached to start. This is in multiple sources that Matt Damon was attached to this movie. This might have been a good movie for the both of them after Goodwill Hunting. Oh my God. Yes. And they got to rewrite it. If they could, if they, if Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, they would have, they would choose whoever the, Red Sox affiliate it is, and, and they'd Cod. actually have Boston fucking accents. They'd in this have movie. Boston accents. They'd be from. They could be a Cape Cod guy. Why? Why is Ben Affleck could have a fake, uh, like a California accent, and then Matt embraces his Boston accent. You give them both. Bo- ben has to be the townie best friend, you know. But who would be Lillard? Is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you get more into the Bull Durham aspect if they're there, because like remember this is like college kids, right? Like you, I know what you're saying. You want him to be like the Pawtucket Red Sox and get the accent draw, but then that's Bull Durham. Just being hella country. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be it would be Boston Bull Durham, you know, not North Carolina Bull Durham. Boston Durham. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Yeah. You're you're already committed. Just met Marie. (laughs) How do you say Marie? And Marie. (laughs) You just met fucking Marie. Something like that. It's more Australian. Uh, yeah, we're we we're not gonna try. We suck. So, um, go ahead. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's movie same. plot. According to Rotten Tomatoes, a movie plot is a coming of age rom com set against the backdrop backdrop of the Cape Cod Baseball League (CCBL). Local boy Ryan Dune, Freddie Prince Jr., now a pitcher for now for, formerly a pitcher for Boston College. Yeah. I don't know why it says now. Yeah, they messed up. Meets Tenley Parish. Worst, most uppity name they could ever make in any history she, of any movie. She's straight out of uh, Stanford. There's no way. The daughter of a wealthy couple who's Summer on the Cape. Summer. Uh, Ryan and Tenley fall in love, much to the sh- chagrin, chagrin of their families, while Ryan clings to one last hope of being discovered and signed to a pro ball contract. You know why they didn't put a Boston accent in the movie? Because be like, you come here for the summer and you're not going to love me? <laughs> you're not going to give me your heart? <laughs> People would just like lose immediately. I saw you with him. Are you for real, Nick? Okay. What are you? What are you for real about? My biggest are you for real uh, is around the main part of the movie, which is the love story, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the the part that actually makes a lot of sense is that Jessica Biel is just there to hook up because she she had a boyfriend at school. She's done. She's gonna get an internship in San Francisco. You're like, this is the perfect time to hook up with a ball player. Yeah. And she throws herself at him. Yeah. And then... She didn't act like it. She acted like she was looking for a new boyfriend. Yeah. The well, whole time. Uh, no, no. She she was acting like it was... She was trying to get some. Yeah. And you're like, good for her. The first time, and then afterwards, she's like... The first like, two times. Immediately She, she chases him everywhere, but yeah. then she falls in love with him. Yeah. yeah. So that's the issue. The, the falling in love and the choices they make at the end of this movie, it's like, go to your internship, girl. Like... You're not going to lose this guy. He's just going to keep playing baseball. It's See how like, he plays with against the Giants. You do not have to quit everything. You're doing an internship. It's like maybe a summer, maybe a semester. You know, like what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Three-month intern- post-grad internship. It was some classic. Uh, that's why I really liked that, uh, that comparison to Mrs. Robinson. Oh, graduate. Graduate. Big graduate energy. Because uh, – there's no way they're they they will just reach a point to be like what have we done you know, I'm glad that he makes it to the league that that's the best part of the movie is when he when he gets to the league and then it gets bombed but other than that, 
I'll tell you what. The they New- make some poor choices in this movie. The New York Times uh, uh, review of this film is way above my pay grade, but they but they compare it to an F. Scott Fitzgerald story. And, okay, um, and it's like young or uh, money versus poorness. A uh, big big culture clash there uh, okay. for the majority of the film, but done in, in like a, a a dumb way. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I got I get that I get okay. that yeah but yeah the, you make the right decision you always make the right decision and you're both heartbroken. That was the only argue for that was my biggest argue for real. It's just they're just teens, but then you have to remember they're teens. You know, teens always make bad decisions. Of you course, know? you live so and learn. You can only trust us as far as you can throw us. Uh, the my other biggest argue for real is. Why Matthew Lillard got a hate on uh, loving big bone ladies? Why does everybody seem to be hating on it? Uh, Everybody's ha- hating on the ha- on women with the, figures. I mean, this is 2001. I get it. We all. It was. It was a year for the next five years. Low hanging fruit. Social commentary was literally making fun of each other. But they and, did this uh, the past 15 years called, with married with children. And we called each other gay. Like, that was pretty yeah. much all we did. Absolutely. If you even act a little bit gay, you were called gay. And Look, I, I'm glad that time's over. Yeah. Everybody needs love. We just realized everybody needs love. Yeah. You can't, can't be even a box. Where are you going to put your bo- put yourself in a box? No. But I really love my guy, uh, Miles. Miles? My, uh, Miles uh, Dalrymple. Miles Dalrymple. Is the character name. Yes, yeah. yes. I thought he was the best baseball player on the team. He was the most athletic one because he was a former Wake Forest scholarship. There you uh, go. Basketball scholarship. Okay, we're going to put it on Eric. Eric, who are, your, who are your top three actual baseball players in order? I mean, how they played. In this movie? Yeah, in this movie. In this movie. Uh... I mean, um, uh, Wilbur Valderrama's character makes a pretty incredible diving save during the no-hitter. Yes, he does. Uh, <laughs> Miles makes – first off, I, do, I agree with you. I love Miles just because, like, I also love the fact that he talks about uh, everybody's butt, butts and how, like, you know. Yeah, he's an outfielder. My theory of that is he was originally gay, and then they changed him to – To fat lady lover. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, it, but it also created one of my favorite lines of like uh, Miles thinks you have a nice pooper. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good line. Funny line. But his diving catch over the center field wall is pretty good. Uh, uh, as ha- a former he, catcher, actually, he hops back over the fence so casually that you're like, "This is an athlete." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, as a former catcher, I can tell you Matthew Lillard is not a catcher. He looks nothing <laughs> like a catcher. It's really, no. it's really like egregious how bad of a how bad of a not catcher he is. Because uh, I, if, if any I, of the uh, between the two, like Freddie Prinz is the catcher and then Matthew Lillard's the pitcher, like the, the, in regards to body types alone. I don't think so though, because I like the fact that um, uh, Freddie's a lefty, so Freddie can't catch. I mean, he could if he really tried. <laughs> Ten year olds. Uh, but no, like the un the unheralded one, like that only gets the most run because you really don't see anybody else make plays besides those four. Is like the unnamed random first baseman. He makes some good plays. Yeah, he does. <laughs> or the unnamed hitters that just smoke Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> yes. within the, the whole movie. Uh, we we have to give Freddie some. We have to give Freddie some props for looking like he's thrown a baseball before. I think he. So I listen because I'm a psychopath and I actually like Freddie. I listen to podcasts of him talk about this movie and how much training he put into this to learn like how to pitch, and like has he has some incredible stories about pitching to uh, Ken Griffey Jr. That's pretty cool. That they that said that he happened. he would he he said that he got in like to the mid 70s, right? I think that's what he yeah. he said he was thrown by the end of it. High 70s. Yeah, but. 
Not quite Charlie. Like, not quite Charlie Sheen, who who got juiced up and threw eighty four for uh, real. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean he's method. What are you gonna he's do? Method meth head actor. Meth yeah. head actor. What classic you classic <laughs> method actor. Um, what were some of your are you for reals, Eric? Uh, yeah, let's so get into it. Most ridiculous. Let's do the mascots. Movie. Let's get into it. I I don't no I don't hate the mascots. I think the bit is good, but if you're trying to like lose time in the movie to get it more to like the ninety minute sweet spot, like. You don't really need it. However, like it creates some funny. I think like just about everything that like Matthew Lillard's, Lillard's character says like is like is funny, right? Like he has like the the fuzzy dogs line and just starts howling at her, and she's like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, like it's, it's a funny line. Um, yeah, the guy but, that complains that he got clams from that one girl, but it wasn't clams. By the way, can we can we talk about this? Like, I don't know if it's like specifically said or anything. So, like, Brittany Murphy's character is named Dee Dee Mulligan, right? Yes. And we know like Augie and Pete are uh, Ryan Freddie's best friends. Yes. Did we realize that Dee Dee Mulligan has the same last name as Augie? So that means that Augie is there while his sister, or maybe relative of some sort. Yeah, they're cousins. It's his sister, the second cousins. I don't know if I think they're sisters. I think like. It, when he when he yeah when he when he when he hooks Matthew Lillard up with Dee Dee yeah. to get him out of the slump, the slump buster, oh she's yeah. the slump buster. He sa- he says, "Have you met my sister Dee Dee?" Uh, right? Doesn't he or cousin? Does he say cousin? I don't remember, I don't like where his sister, but I never even picked that up until I just read their name. Yeah, I didn't pick that up either. I mean, wow. I didn't know until he said that, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, they're one of those brother sisters." Uh, I mean, they're probably like twins, so they're probably got each other's back. That's probably a good point. Yeah, he yeah. he was uh, spent a little too much <laughs> too much time in the womb, uh, so that's why he's a little slow. <laughs> Augie Augie not slow. Pete is no, the slow one. Oh oh, Augie's the blonde. Augie's okay. the yeah. Augie's the good looking guy. Yeah. Okay, the he's blondes the make more sense. Pete's the slow one that has a line that you would never be able to get away with putting in any movie ever again. That's hilarious because Augie like back to it. Yeah, Pete has the Special Olympics line. Yeah, that's yes. my that's my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> Dude, you think if I cut off my arm, they let me in the Special Olympics? <laughs> I really want to win a medal. <laughs> go, go stand in the, by the shed, Pete, and think about what you Like that's yeah. fantastic. But anyway, uh, the only thing that I really hated, and this is just because like I'm you know curious to baseball, like played it my whole life, like played in, into college, like is uh, Van Lemer. And they let him wear a freaking sleeve on his arm while he's pitching. Yeah, like yeah, not allowed. You, like, Brandon Crawford got yelled at a couple weeks ago when he went to go pitch because he had a sleeve on his arm. Like, you can't wear a sleeve when you pitch. And technically, his glove is illegal too, but I, that's a whole different story. Yeah, but, his flames glove. Yeah, well, it's, I, it's too distracting. It might be allowed now. I think this year they kind of let up on some glove stuff, yeah, didn't they? Back then, it's a two-tone glove, and you can't have two different colors uh, outside of it. It's like the t- it's like the wearing shoes. You can't wear the 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 accent on the shoes because it's too distracting. Well, shoes are okay now. They just they but, just okayed some of them. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I liked no. So like, really, I mean, but granted, like you're supposed to hate Van Lemer in this movie. Like he's the he's one of the one of the villains. So yeah, him having the sleeve on just fine. I hate you. Maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe they were appealing to the baseball purists to hate him too because of the sleep i i also find it um because what's really funny is like the dow ripple catch is legal like when he dives over the wall yeah so uh you just gotta know because i like, agree that, yeah 
theory, like people would think like, oh, that's wrong. But in, in real, reality, like, no, that's totally fine. Um, I did, I did find one of the discrepancies hilarious. I don't know if you guys noticed it. Like, um, the coach or manager, like when he's going to, when he gets pissed at, uh, uh, Freddie's character and he's going out, like all of a sudden he's just randomly putting out a cigarette in the dugout. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. smoking the whole time. <laughs> I noticed that too. He's like, Hey, oh man, they're, they're really in Cape Cod baseball league for lighting a cigarette in the dugout. And two entire time. And all of a sudden he's like. Putting out a, a cigarette, yelling "time, time, time." That was actually Brian Dennehy coming off set onto the set because yeah, he was so irritated because these kids could not act worth a shit. I'm, I'm on board with that. Like I found that like stupid. Like I can live with it because I found it hilarious. We need more um, more cigarette smoking. smoking and drinking in the dugout. That's all I got. Bring say. it back. Bring it back, bring baby. It back, baby, they need to be smoking heaters in between heaters. Steven, oh uh, Steven, what was your biggest idea for I real? mean, I hated the mascot thing. Like, not only was it a waste of time, <laughs> but it, good mascot it, ideas. it made no sense. They were already a team. They were the athletics. <laughs> they were the athletics. They don't need a mascot. They already have one. Make it the elephant because you already have it on the on the goddamn jersey. It was on the jersey. Or cut it out. There's no was reason. I'll do I don't I, I do. Jersey. Yeah, there is in one of the scenes. It's it's the basically the A's logo. Um, but I do honestly appreciate the sailor. The sailor was it's a good. That's mascot. the only thing she needed. She needed to be the sailor throughout the movie. That's a really good mascot. And idea. her just getting perpetually drunker. Oh my god! And she could tell some like hard truths to people. Yeah, she could be like, "Oh, you really love her, mate." She's like smoke. <laughs> she's like smoking a a, a a pipe that exudes bubbles, and she goes, um, "She looks fair today." It's like it's slowly her turning into Quinn <laughs> from Jaws. It would, it would be really good. Man, that would change the missed movie. opportunity. Biggest missed opportunity. Well, that's her and Zena would have gotten a lot more action in the, in the theaters after that. Yeah, you know, she, she would have starred in both Cheaper by the Dozens. They would have put her in uh, Perfect Storm. She would have made Perfect Storm. Oh, my so. God. Well, she would have been one of the... She would have been a surly bartender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, free packing. Um, yeah, the the, the other the other things were Freddie Prinze having a very chaotic, um, albeit understandable his mom died, but a very chaotic uh, home life because you had... A dad who was like, when he was sober, he seemed like a pretty cool dad. <laughs> yeah. But then when he was drunk, he was just overtly critical of him and his performance. He wasn't violent or like t- particularly mean or anything. Yeah. He would just be like, you're not very good at you're, baseball. He just let one go. <laughs> one big mistake. <laughs> Calling him like a one big mistake. And then you have chaotic neutral bar- brother tender who is like the, the, the exact same as dad, but he's the sober. Worst, the worst. He's sober, but he's also critical. But he said, "I love you, but you're stupid." Like he's best, that best, big. That the best guy. part about the end is when you find out that he's actually nice when he's sober. And you're like, "Oh, he was drunk the whole movie because yeah. he was never nice the whole movie yeah. until he was in the end." Yeah, unreal. Hold on, that's maybe another reason why I was drowning. It's not that my dad is an alcoholic; he's a fantastic guy. <laughs> but I used to mow. My first like job by myself was mowing lawns. So I, every summer I would mow and play baseball. Is that a big job for baseball players? Landscaping got to be. It's got to be right. Maybe maybe it's just like uh, ones that need money. I don't know. It's got to be like I it's didn't. A good te- it's a team job. All the time, I put. Yeah. Um, my only other gripe is why is Kurt Gowdy announcing? <laughs> is he just oh, summoning? I, oh, I have a reason for this. Oh, what's your reason? 
So I've read on this, and it's not probably a great reason. So when this movie came out, NBC had like Sunday Night ba- or Sunday Night Baseball or whatever, and he was the uh, him and Hank Aaron were the announcers on NBC's Baseball Night or, or whatever on like the radio broadcast or whatever. No, the TV version. It was him huh. and Hank Aaron. That's why Hank Aaron makes a cameo at the end too. Wild. That makes sense. Wild. I NBC think- baby. <laughs> we love <laughs> NBC. I think that is the reason. Okay. That, that actually makes sense. I don't know if you're going to find it like on one of the pages or not. But Probably like, not. I really remember reading that. Yeah, there should be a trivia moment with uh, Kurt Gowdy and Hammer and Hank. R.I.P. to both those gentlemen. Uh, but yeah, I don't see why Kurt Gowdy was announcing. Yeah, like, what, what, what is he doing? Uh, what, the last, the very last, are you for real? We, we touched on it earlier that we forgot. The no-hitter. You're not going to get the last two outs? Yeah, yeah. You're getting the last two outs. You're getting. She's fly, She's not flying commercial. Yeah, I mean she's she's right there when he stops. She's there when she when he stops, which means that he had another ten minutes. I minimum. thought the the scene was going to be him stopping, like him taking time out and just running out to her, and just being like, "Watch the oh, he had to watch get this." No, he had to get in the car. <laughs> he didn't have to get in the car. She was right there. She was like yards. She was. She didn't. Wasn't. She couldn't have been that far away. Literally, as she pulled away, he he like called time. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why that didn't bother me as much as it should have. As a baseball guy, like that should have really bothered me, but it for some reason didn't. Because you believe that combined no hitters are still no hitters. That's what you think. No, I, I, I mean, like they are, but no, I just think I, uh, I mean, nobody got a hit, right? Still a no hitter. That would be amazing if, like, the game ends if the game ends with them losing because of the closer, and John C. McGinley like pulls up, like the alternate ending is like he pulled up, it's like, well, you lost the game, kid. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna He's give not- you the contract if you won. No, he was. He'd be like, I wanted somebody that was committed to pitching a hundred percent, not their head in the clouds, and up this girl's skirt. I I don't I don't know, but I'm with you. Like, it is really stupid that he didn't finish it, but at the same time, like, I don't know why that never bothered me because I think it's such like. I think it's because the whole movie sets up to how cheesy this is. Yeah, because you're 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 a cheese ball, Eric, at your at your heart. That's why they call yeah. you man love. That's why the emphasis is on love. Right, Manchego you know. love, <laughs> cheese yeah. love. Aren't we all cheese love? Let's get to the good stuff. Uh, Ryan Dunn, Ryan Dunn, getting just um, ro- rocked. R.I.P. Ryan Dunn, the Ryan, real Ryan. Yeah, Dunn. Ryan Dune, Ryan Dune <laughs> getting rocked by Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, at Absolutely, the end. with smoked. John with John Miller on the call. On the call too. You, you couldn't write a more my scene in baseball history than me watching that and being like, "Fuck yeah!" I forgot that John Miller was on this call. Watching Freddie Prince get ro- another two juniors, junior on junior violence. God, Pat Burrow missing that catch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh uh, growing up, I didn't really. I mean, I knew who John Miller was, but obviously, that's way more for you, San Francisco fans. Uh, hated John Miller as a kid. Hated, hated him. Hated him. He was too good at his job. Uh, you yeah. you disliked him for that. My childhood memories was turning to Channel Two and be like, "Oh, Seinfeld's not on. Baseball's on." I'd be like, <laughs> "The Giants." Like, shut up, John. <laughs> You're on my Kramer with, moment. Halfway with you on that one. Not for the Seinfeld reasons, but for baseball reasons. But no. So like, I I'm a. I'm with you on the giving up to Ken Griffey Jr. And uh, like the this is where I've heard podcasts of uh, Freddie talk about this moment because it was after filming. Like they filmed that like a month or two after the rest of the filming had wrapped, I guess. And so he wasn't throwing it like or he wasn't as in good of throwing shape as he had been. But like the the producers or whatever asked Ken, can you put the ball here? He's like, oh, yeah. So Freddie tried to like gear up and rip it by him and 
could not even come close. And they made him throw like 20 of these pitches or, you know, 25. And Freddie's like getting more and more pissed. So like his reaction in the movie is legit him getting pissed because he, he keeps getting bombed by Griffey. Yeah. And uh, finally he got to like 20 or 25. He's like, can we be done? And they're like, yeah, we got it after two. They just wanted to yell at him. just ripping into him. Yeah, I would too. That's one way to humble that young buck. It's a great, it's a great story. It's a great tip. Yeah, I'd love to be an extra in that movie in that stadium and be like, I'm down to watch Ken Griffey just rip, rip Freddie yeah. Prince Jr. It's like the end of the day game. It's like we please ask the audience to stand by while Freddie Prince pitches to Ken Griffey. <laughs> All forty thousand better stay. For oh, I would be, I would be cheered so well, hard. No matter the outcome. What gets more attendance? Like you announce that that's going to happen at, a, at the end of a day game or a firework night. Yeah. You stick baseball game i yeah. mean people people fucking love firework nights they really I know. Do. nothing like it so are you sticking around at a, at a like a cold game that just sucks where it's like five to two like there's nothing good about it there's airs everywhere to watch fireworks or would you stick through that same scenario to watch freddie prince jr throw batting practice to kangaroo jr oh my god me personally i'm sticking around for the movie no matter what yeah, I'm watching that now at there, her age. There could have been a murder on the field, and they'd be like, we're still going to shoot this scene. I'd be like, I'm hanging around. I don't care. The trauma is gone. I'll keep one eye closed from the blood stain <laughs> and just watch him break. Yeah, yeah. I, I, could, I, could get, I could get river catted, you know. Mm-hmm. Really could. Um, the other, the only other thing I wanted to shout out, obviously, besides Beverly D'Angelo being in this movie, is the Rivals.com cut in, cutaways. Really big shout out to Rivals.com yeah, because that they was did a, a lot of work in this movie. That was a thing. Hold on, that's my favorite thing. I'm with you. That is awesome, but they're fake, like yeah. HTML file file websites. Basic coding, yeah, yeah. Very 2001, yeah. but still fake as shit. Yeah, loved it. But it's still great. It's great. Uh, it's great publicity. Oh man, I miss Rivals. I miss Rivals. It reminded me of a time when you know that's how you had to get updates. Like the the next day's morning paper, they would they would have all the results in the in the paper of the high school baseball. Game. What was the one the, that was that took over baseball? Oh, watching watching reading it in the newspaper. Max it was Preps. Max Preps. Yeah, yeah, Max Preps. That was real which good. is kind of a you know pedoey kind of name. Slightly, <laughs> but not as good as Rivals.com. Rivals yeah. was legit. Yeah. That's how you looked up your friend's stats and you tell it to him. God, unbelievable resource. Yeah. Speaking of resources, who worked in this movie? Who worked in this movie? Eric, who who are you shouting out? What do I do? What? Who are you? Uh, who worked for you in this film? Who is uh, good? Like good actor, good character, whatever. I liked all of it. Honestly, like I, I don't know if I would change anybody. Like I just think like, I don't. For me, the movie was like maybe a perfect spot in time where I liked everything about it and I didn't need it to change. Like the people that you wanted to hate, like Eric Van Lemer and Rand Parrish, like you hate the whole time. Like, uh, yeah, nobody I, was I subpar acting. Nobody was subpar, um, <laughs> athleticism. So unique. And like, there wasn't a lot of baseball to screw up. So like when there was baseball outside of like Matthew Lillard, not a great catcher, yeah. but He's not there to do that. He's his like every every other line out of his mouth in the movie was comic relief almost. Yeah. So I you, you don't have a problem with it. Um, and all the other guys where like there is actual baseball stuff are really players. So it wasn't like that far off. Yeah. So I I thought it was I thought it was 
like for what it was in the moment in time, like I thought the casting was amazing. I don't know if I'd change it. I mean, we trusted Marcy. She casted a good cast. Yeah. The, this this was prime. This was Jessica Biel's apex, I yeah. think, in, oh, as yeah. far as like influence on the culture in that she brought a lot of teenagers to this movie. And if I asked even like just 15, if I, if I created a group chat of 12 people and I asked them, do you remember Jessica Biel in Summer Catch? They would all probably say yes. At least, I, at least I, nine out of 12. She just yeah, had, she had a moment. That was her moment. Yeah, we would we would have mowed over the flowers and run into the bird birdhouse bird feeder. <laughs> yeah, I would trust Fred Ward as uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out a couple castings that I liked. Fred yeah. Ward as as a greens uh, I mean as like a gardener guy. Yeah, trust him a hundred percent. Yep, he's my guy. Absolutely, I'm in. If I saw a guy like that walk up to my door and he has he has a yard landscaping business. Very much, uh, the whole family gave me Zoolander vibes. Yeah. I will say that because they all have the same hair. So shout yeah. out to Fred Ward, that that other guy, and Freddie Prince Jr. for having the same haircut. They did all have the same haircut. Which, Classic brothers, brother sons company. That was major Zoolander vibes right there. Uh, perfect casting there. I'm gonna say Jessica. Perfect casting. Lillard has the mouth that you need. Just give it to to Macy. Then give give that's what you like best. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna give give the best. You both like the casting director. I think that uh, there's there's just a Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy. How has he not been a manager in baseball in his whole life? Yeah, he's fucking perfect. I feel like he was in another baseball movie, but I doubt it. Oh no, he was. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying like his character was in another baseball movie. (laughs) That's very possible. (laughs) Yeah, I think he was in uh, Ed. Uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot about the opening scene where he sleeps on the baseball field. How how does she? Why she takes his pants? Oh, we need to talk. Thank we you for bringing about that the up. Thongs and that's, she takes his pants. That was the wor- that that was that was. Are you for real for me? Because how is he asleep at like nine a.m. when the sun is the right sun in front is of him? Beating the sprinkling, on him. sprinklers going. She's There's shaking something. him. He can't be that hungover. He's twenty years old. He's no a peak way. physical athlete. Absolutely so, not. So hold on, like what? This is the other stupid thing of like how how like that whole thing is stupid, but like he does the whole thong running scene through sprinklers. Yet a sprinkler in the morning is what wakes them up. Why are the sprinklers on in the middle of the night and in the and yeah the morning? that yeah. that field's getting heavily watered. <laughs> that's that's mush. You're 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 playing ball in mush right there. Oh, the mush, oh, no, mush league, not that. bush league. Yeah, mush league, not bush league. <laughs> If he's trying not to be late for the team meeting, why is he in the bullpen mound and not at the clubhouse? Yes, you could sleep indoors. Like why? <laughs> they would see you walking up to the baseball field. There's not. There's no way one person walked past you. They need to fire that greenskeeper. That just made me realize that. <laughs> greenskeeper, he mows the lawn. Yeah. So, so real good stuff. Yeah, he is the he, he is, is the greenskeeper. He is the landscaper. <laughs> God damn! Fire yourself, Freddie Prince. Uh, now it's making you more idiots. Sense. Uh, I agree with uh, I agree with you. Nate. He looked we, good in a thong. You alluded to me, who worked for me. It's all the veteran actors. It's Bruce Davidson. It's Fred Ward. It's Brian Dennehy. They, the 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 holy triumvirate there. They all worked so well in this. The three, they yeah, they the, acted circles around everybody. The in this triangle movie. of the old guys. Yeah. yeah, the triangle of that old character actor. <laughs> Without question. With like a bonus point being to John C. McGinley. No, he didn't work for me. <laughs> what? Because his country accent was god awful. Uh, John C. McGinley, he's he's a Philadelphia scout, you know? Maybe he doesn't need a country accent. 
Exactly. So why does he have one? <laughs> why does it sound like a distinguished southern gentleman? He's, he's, you based, say, he's based on a real person. Yeah, yeah, he's based on a real person, but that guy wasn't alive. <laughs> so, true. like, why did why why wasn't he real? Like, hey, I don't know. Hey, here's what it is. You're gonna uncredit me. I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna practice something. Yeah, there you go. I'm just trying things out. Yeah. I'm officially not on this cast list, so I'm just trying things out. I asked Jesse earlier, yes, today or yesterday, what what veteran actress she'd want to work with, like in a movie. And then she said, what veteran actress do you want to work with? I was like, Tony Collette. She she just she seems like we could hang out afterwards, like be cool. But she's like professional. She would but she would, you know, act with me. She's not method, so it wouldn't be that crazy. And then she was like, why have you been thinking about this? And then I was like, ask me the actor. And then she asked me the actor. And I think John C. McGinley was my like third choice. He's a fair choice, but he seems okay, he seems hey. like a very serious actor, but also like a, he's he's on the list of the other three three actors I would love to work with, but I'd be too scared to do it. Mm. John C. McGinley because he's serious. Harrison Ford because he'd you, bust your balls. He'd bust time. your balls, and you wouldn't be sh- you. You don't know how to act with that. You either have to call him on it, or you have to move on. You know. Hey kid. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that <was good. laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Lighten up there. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the last one. Uh, yeah, John C. McGinley apparently is uh, like Doctor Cox in real life. Like he, yeah. he's a he's a buster in all in all in a lot of bad ways. But like got a tender heart. Yeah, he's got he's got a ten, tender heart. Yeah. Um, can't wait for the sequel to the Tender Bar, Tender Heart. <laughs> um, who didn't work for you, Nick? Van Lemer. Van Lemer. Bro- the brother, the brother. Yeah, the brother was very whatever. The brother, I remembered having such a bigger impact watching this movie as like a t- a, a mid teen, and then watching it this time, I was like, "What is your what's your deal and your purpose, dude?" Like, it's pretty useless. Like, we get it that you're a foil for your brother, but did he, we even need you? He's a fake um, Carl Urban. That's what he, he is. is. Actually, a fake Carl. He's Urban. He's a fake That's Carl a, Urban. A thousand percent. What yeah. He is. Yeah. Uh, replace anything with a punch drunk lover. So Paul Thomas Anderson directs this. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. You include Philip Seymour Hoffman somehow. Maybe, maybe. I tell you what, he's out of contention as a manager. That's all I gotta say. What? Uh, what? <laughs> he's too young. <laughs> he's too young. He's got the belly for it, though. Uh, Adam Sandler, uh, Emily Watson, or Luis Guzman. My answer to this question: Luis as a rival team manager. Yeah, yeah. You like him, really use that. or as the umpire who who chirps at, chirps back at Freddie Prince Jr. That'd be good too. If you just took his his mask off. Hey, what'd you say to me? <laughs> I'd give it extra points. Yeah, that is the uh, that is the first time where I ever heard that line. Get off your knees, you're blowing the game. Yeah. Oh. Oh, the first time you heard heard that, or the first time first time I ever heard that. I think in your life movie. today, yeah. like when no, you no, watched no, it. No, no, no. I I heard it. It was in uh, Fever Pitch after as well. So I I don't know which movie did it first. I mean, a Red Sox uh, fan definitely said it. First. Another bought <laughs> another bought famous Boston line. Yeah. Yeah, Eric. So here's the criteria: replaced with a punch drunk lever. What do you got? I I wouldn't change. Man, I was I was kind of thinking like Philip Seymour Hoffman, like manager. But you're right; he's probably too young. And honestly, like he's not going to top what he did in Moneyball. I, yeah. Um, I love Adam Sandler. Like he's probably one of my favorite. Like just because obviously, like if I like this movie, like this is the same era. He's probably my favorite. Like 
actor of all time just because of the era that I grew up in. But like, there's not really that role for him here. Yeah. Obviously, like his buddies that are in all of his other movies would be would be good switch outs with like um, uh, Pete Noggy. But um, yeah, maybe Luis Guzman. I was just thinking like Luis Guzman would be funny like to get into a back and forth. Like when you said umpire, that made more sense. But I was thinking like he could be a rival manager. It would be great. Yeah, I didn't see notes, but I just thought like if there if there could be like a funny back and forth of like something, it would make the movie longer. But like he would be funny as that rival some way. The only other way I could see Philip Seymour Hoffman in this movie is if, um, uh, what's her face, Zena got the mask out of the sailor and just made uh, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman like as a cameo as the as the mascot, like as as yeah. the as the drunken sailor. Like it's his or, character from Along Came Polly, and he's like, I need this for the money, <laughs> and the little girl well, hires him. You hated Kurt, you didn't understand Kurt Gowdy being in there. There you go. Like you just flip out maybe him into the announcer. Yeah, yeah. I put some put that or Adam Sandler oh, doing yeah, his habba dabba do a uh, uh, voice as the announcer. I'd make a I I would just pull a, the rookie move and just make a eccentric pitching coach Adam Sandler. There you go. That'd You're in that good. role. That'd be pretty like, like he's on the staff. Of, I just don't feel like his like his style of comedy would have fit this. Probably not. <laughs> Such a different style of comedy. Nick, what are you doing? I'm adding uh, PTA as the director for this movie. Dur- he's directing, but it moves catch. it into rated R. So that's the that's the issue. Yeah. So maybe we can't. We it would change the t- total dynamic. Punch of the movie. truck, love catching. Wow. I guess you replace a lot of color wipes. Forget the replace the rivals dot com cuts with color wipes. <laughs> that's there. It is. <laughs> That's how you make it PTA friendly. Somebody, yeah, yeah. I'll just put Adam Sandler in the movie, but no speaking line, uncredited role. Says one, he's like a drunk at a bar. He does, yeah. He's a drunk at a bar. Give, yeah, do like a Massachusetts thing. He's a Massachusetts guy, right? No, he would be doing the. Um, he no, he's from uh, upstate New York. Where yeah, is Adam should. Sandler from? Uh, I think he is from upstate New York, but he would be doing the the New Hampshire accent from. Uh, from uh, Mr. Deeds, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Deeds, you sick ass mofo. How about that bodido? It gets me every time. The only way to make it fresh, we we I think this is consensus. Make one, make the scene, every scene, one minute shorter. Um, any other, any other ways to make it fresh? Eric, you say this is a perfect movie, so we're leaving that. I don't think like I know that there's flaws in it. I think it's great, but I am with you. Like, like I said, like. If it could be a little shorter, I'm with you. So, like, cutting out some of this, the weird mascot stuff and, like, every scene with, like, Rand Parrish, like, uh, Jeremy Reveal's dad can just be shorter. Yeah, Bruce like, Davis. Every time he's in it, it's the same scene. Man, he's he's that just fucking true. beating the brakes off of Jessica Biel in that one scene, <laughs> he is, though. He's so mean. You hang out with your goddamn baseball player. <laughs> also, like, why does she have a mom? Like, she has, like, two lines in the whole movie. Uh, yeah. Know. The mom, if, if that would have been my other PTA thing was to put Emily Watson Wait, as the mom. Can we, hold on. Can we talk about her mom for a second at the airport? Like, doesn't say a single word. It's just there. Gave her the ride. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, like, she's she's giving hugs to everybody there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe there's some delete, deleted stuff we don't know about. Maybe she was behind her the whole way, and uh, she was just being uh, was, <laughs> subservient. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's my only thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Just a little bit shorter, 
possibly in some spots, but I thought, like, I just, I really enjoyed it. I've watched that movie so many times growing up and thoroughly, I forgot, like, how many lines I've taken, like, quotes from that that I just used throughout the year. Like, that's where it came from mm-hmm. um, when I watched it. And, like, I, uh, yeah, so I, I just like it. I don't know if much needs to change. Well, we all agree. Uh, Summer Catch, good movie. Good movie. Uh, uh, yeah. Now it's, it's time for the top five. Top five. Top five Tolan. Top five Tolan. For whom the belt's Tolan. <laughs> uh, top five Tolan Productions. Since he's only directed two films, we're going to do the, the Tolan Robbins uh, combination, but strictly for, strictly for the Tolans. Uh, sh- my only question for criteria is should we include documentaries? That even if they weren't cinematic documentaries. Uh, if not, we'll leave them out. But we knew what the honorable mensch is. I, I say we do not. Okay. The, the, then even though a, he did he did produce a, a a brilliant curling story. Have you seen that, Eric? I heard you guys talking about curling earlier, and that's the only thing I wanted to jump in on. <laughs> yeah. Do you know about this curling doc? Uh, yeah. Please, divulge. It's about, uh, I mean, it's about five women, right? In, well, I can't remember what country. In Europe, isn't it? Well, that, that's uh, yeah, wild th- hogs. Three more things than I know. <laughs> Despite lack of funding, five unassuming women from Scotland unite for a shot at Olympic curling glory. Dude, I'm I I love a good um, curling movie. Yeah, look, curling. I mean, I only know men's with brooms, but after that, it's good. The, uh, the I think the consensus honorable mention them for for Big Mike Tolan is uh, the documentary The Last Dance, a uh, universally acclaimed documentary series that he was EP. On with uh, Ryan Robbins. A lot of good TV shows, a lot of good uh, sports stuff. Shout out to Cousin Skeeter. Uh, all right, top five uh, Tolans, Tolan Productions. Uh, Eric, would you like to take us uh, away with your number five? Uh, you can see the list right here. I thought I was given the caveat of uh, like years. Like I thought we were doing the sweet spot. I did, I did 97 to 07 is what I said. It's a good 10 years. But the, the, there's only yeah. actually one other movie that we have on the list that's from a later time. So I think we can we can include Ooh. it. Right. Even. So, so this was a difficult one for me. Um, um, it was I will say it was between there's two that it was between. One is getting left off the list. I will throw out my honorable mention was definitely Wild Hogs, though. Just go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Wild, Wild Hogs. Honorable mention that's getting left off my list is probably number six would be uh, Varsity Blues. So that means number five for me is Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar. Future con- no, not Future Contender. Oh, I keep no, thinking it, it is. It's too high every time we talk every about it. Every time we talk Lavina about it. Lavina is beating the drum for Big Fat Liar. Yeah. I love, I love that movie. Uh, I... I remember watching it, and now that I've gone to Universal a lot, and you go on the on the backstage tour or the studio tour, and you see the one scene where they like run down, and that you still get the water effect. It has even more meaning. Like it brings me back to Big Fat Liar every single time. So uh, I like it. I think excellent, excellent choice, Paul Giamatti. Just in the zone, yeah. in the zone, oh. and and oh, Amanda Bynes and Frankie Muniz at their peaks, yeah. retroactively uh, at their peaks. Bynes fan as a kid like we're about the same age so that works out and like yeah no I, mean, I, I loved it we're bringing it back to baseball for a circle with Paul Giamatti so there you go um all right what's your five Nick he kind of stole my five if we're being honest so I'm he gonna do big uh, fat no, I'm gonna too. go in a different direction I'm gonna go my one of my cinematic classics 
the perfect score. <laughs> We've done it on the podcast. Awful. I got to keep representing my movie. The perfect Shout out to score. Brian Robbins for directing that movie. So they both have bad movies ah, under 25%. There you go. Well, Brian Robbins, thank you for making that movie. Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans, you know, early vehicles. That, I that, love early vehicles. For that people. basketball player that yeah, I always forget. Darius Miles. <laughs> Darius Miles. You know, Miles. kind of a bust, but he, he, he went to... He was one of the last he was on, high school high school the pros guys. He was in Van Wilder. Um, yeah, yeah. Shout out to shout out to those guys. So perfect score, perfect movie is what they should have renamed that movie. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna put it on my top five. So my only mention about Wild Hogs is the only time I've ever seen a scene <laughs> from that movie was uh walking to the bathroom on an airplane when that was the in flight entertainment. Oh, and it, and there was a lady who. Who was dying because of this movie? I don't know what scene it was, but she was like purple. She was laughing so hard at this movie, and I'm like, no one else is laughing. It's just her, and she's got her headset on. It's in the plane, and I'm, oh man, God bless that lady. Wow, she, good for that lady. She knew her comedy. She did. Uh, <laughs> she was in her. She was in her zone. My number five. Um, I'm gonna have to give it. Because it's not really, it was never really my movie. Um, like I know it, I've seen it. It's it just was never my thing. Coach Carter, whenever. Oh Coach wow! Carter. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 fine. Like it's a fine movie. It just was like, it was too much. Too much after Remember the Titans. You had these types of movies. We brought it up during When the Game Stands Tall. But yep. like Co- Coach Carter was that was that type of movie. Um, yeah, and it was just like it was good. It could have been better. Spawned, but- spawned Rich what? Yeah. Spawned Channing Tatum. Yeah. T- Tanning Chatham. Tanning Chatham. God, a lot of good going in this movie, though. A lot yeah. of good. It's a good, it's a good five. It's I mean, good it's a local, list. local legend film. Local legend film. Yeah. Rob, yeah. our guy, Rob Brown doing it. I'll tell you what, uh, uh, what's coach Carter? What school is he coaching now? I'll give you the hint. Zero. <laughs> Not Richmond high school. Um, too big now. Yeah. Yeah. Number four, Eric. Um, uh, so, Clearly, I'm pretty sure the rest of my uh, list is going to be sports movies. It's fine. Uh, because, you know, why not? And honestly, that's what a lot of them were. It's yeah. Tolan's uh, wheelhouse. He he loves his sports dramas slash rom-coms. So as much as I love this, and we just talked about how much I love it, for various other reasons, there are three above it, but I will go with Summer Catch. Okay. Summer Catch number four. New, that's good. I'm glad it made one of our lists. So I'm not sure it's going to make all of them, but yeah, we'll see. I'm glad that it was there. It's it's there, yeah. It is for me. It's number four. I, I mean, all honestly, the top four for me were all movies that I watched a ton growing up, and so it just had to fall somewhere. And I just have uh, for other reasons like the other three better. I agree. I'm going. uh, I'm also going to sports movie, but it's the sport of. Fine dining. I'm going Good Burger. Uh, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? There's That's a sports cameo in that. They sports deliver. <laughs> they deliver the burger to Shaq. Shaq at yeah. the forum. Shaq. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that'll be my that'll be my four. Got to represent Keenan and Kel a little bit. Love um, Good Burger. Live for Good re- Burger. Rewatched it recently. Kind of ahead of its time. Really ahead of its yeah, time. Like uh, it, it had some themes. No against the I've big never- corporate energy. A Bogota. A Bogota. If I may say. What's your What's your confession? Confession is I've never seen it. Ooh, eek. So I gotta maybe is it too is it too high on the rotten scale? Like maybe it's too that's good. Why it's oh, too brother, good. Brother, this guy stinks. 
It's too good. Is it too good? It's too good. I don't even know if I had a theatrical release. Did it, it did. I saw it in theaters opening night. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm a dude. Uh, She's thir- a dude. 33. 33. Yeah. We're just, all dudes. Hey. Dying for that sequel. I'm a dude. I like that they just bounce up and down harder and harder. That That's a joke that won't die. Bought the soundtrack to that movie. My childhood consisted of a lot of CDs <laughs> of soundtracks of movies. I'm realizing. What's your number four, Steven? Uh, my number four... Uh, it's really tough because I feel like I have Zookeeper's wife no it's not I've never seen it Uh, (laughs) it's out that's off the list Uh, so four through one are are really real points of contention because I I think I have my four but I don't know in what particular order let's just go ahead and put Varsity Blues at number four okay Varsity Blues uh, not you know it was kind of like Coach Carter it hit my peripherals I was a bit too young for Varsity Blues at times. Um, I don't know why it was our movie. Like, there's maybe a couple couple breasts in it. We're, I mean... A couple bad pieces of bad uh, language. Well, otherwise, barely. Yeah, but otherwise it should have been a PG-13 movie. One of my lines that... Uh, we're talking about lines that are memorable that st- stick with me to this day is, uh, you want some cheese with that wine. Really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Complaining to James Vanderbeek, Crybaby Vanderbeek. I just watched uh, Varsity Blues first time this year. It was a great movie. It's a great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, what's your three? Eric. Uh, number three, I went with uh, Hardball. I was saying Hardball. Hardball's even better movie than Varsity Blues, I must say. Varsity Blues? Varsity uh, Blues. Varsity Blues. Love Hardball. Baby. Love yeah. Hardball. R.I.P. Baby G. Even though they yeah. uh, they did the classic, like, let's make a drunk guy or a degenerate he's gambler. He's a degenerate gambler. You just hate him because he's a degenerate gambler. He's <laughs> like, eh, again, was not that bad. He hit I, the parlay. I mean, I, yeah, he was really. He hit the over. It was the other side. It was like if at the end of Uncut Gems they made uh, Adam Sandler's character go coach a baseball team. That's basically what happens. Yeah, that's his community <laughs> service. This is how uh, I win. And at this, at this point, like, who doesn't know uh, I love it when you call me Big Papa? Yeah, absolutely. It's how I learned. It's how I learned that song. Quintessential. I mean, I was ten. We went into the wrong theater. I, I've I've told my hardball story so many times on this podcast, but I'm gonna tell it again. Walked in to yeah. be dazzled on accident after going to get popcorn. We were like, this doesn't seem like hardball. And then saw Elizabeth, <laughs> and we were like, oh, definitely not hardball. So we left the theater and went to go see hardball. And then wow. I cried in front of my baseball team. Wow. It's a pretty shameful moment for everybody. Is involved. it? Is it though? Um, not retroactively. It, yeah. What's your What's your number three, Nick? See, this is where it gets tough. This is where it does get tough. Um, I I told myself I wasn't gonna put Big Fat Liar on this, but I think that I might put in your number three. Big spot. Fat Liar is my number three. That's insanity. It is. Uh, it, it's taking the summer catch spot. That's where summer catch was going to go. Um, it's also where Varsity Blues could have gone, but I think we're we're past. Oh, I could still make the list, but Big Fat Liar just has. I have a history with it. Me and Meg, me and Meg, big 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 Fat Liar heads watched a lot of Big Fat Liar. My number one most viewed movie on this list of movies is probably, Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar. What's happened to you, Regis? <laughs> it's not radio. Oh man, it could have been. I would have believed that more than Big Fat Liar. What's your three, Stephen? <sighs> it's hard. I'm staying true to Michael Tolan. You know, he's he's just not good. It's so. no, he's he's generally fine. In general, he's it's fine. hard. Hardball's your hardball's your three. Hardball's my two. 
Hardball's so your I'll two. I'll just get it out of the All way. Right, get, yeah, get yeah. yours out of the way. That's your two. It's my two. Ooh, this is amazing, Nick. Yeah, it's thank so, you, thank you. I'm staying true to staying true to me. Terrible. Staying true to me. Uh, what's I your? Mean, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so far, it's perfectly Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till Zookeeper's uh, wife hits the list. That's, I'm assuming that's your number one, yeah, which, yeah. by the way, is a pretty good movie. Okay, we'll take your word for it. Never heard of it. Your number two, uh, Eric. I mean, I've seen it once, and that's about all that. Is that the one where Christoph Waltz is yeah. like the circus uh, no, conductor? No, that's uh, that's Water for that's Water for Elephants. Oh, okay. It's Jessica Chastain, right? I think, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's when they're in the zoo it's, during World War Two. Yeah, and yeah. they're like hiding people. Hiding they're like, what is this? Is the zoo for people? Yeah. Uh, it's intense. What is this? Like, the zoo for people? <laughs> yeah. It's intense, but I like Jessica Chastain, which is why I, I like that movie. That's not on my list, though. Yeah. Because I can only handle watching it once. I mean, you know? that was more of a Mandalay sports media yeah, uh, yeah. production with, what, with the goobs. What's your number two? Uh, number two for me, uh, Coach Carter. Coach Carter. So being yeah. a being a non-Californian, what's your opinion of Coach Carter? The story. Uh, of Coach Carter? Um, I mean, it it's very good. I just remember watching it a lot. Like I like movies with like a little, like I love sports movies. I love them with a little story, like maybe a little draw from like reality. Um, and in that particular movie, I don't. I, I don't think I knew that Richmond was in the Bay Area when I moved, when I saw it before I moved here. And yeah. then it was funny. It's the first, uh, that's actually the first city that I moved to when I, I lived in when I moved here. Rich what? Uh, you mean, um, you yeah. mean there's another <laughs> Richmond outside of Virginia? Uh, I didn't think, I knew it was California, but uh, no, I just, um, I liked it. I liked the messaging. Like I liked, I liked. Like, that's how I want it. Like, when I played, like, not that I was great but at anything that I played, playing sports, but I like the fact that you, uh, like, they had a coach that wanted them to succeed in other things outside of sports. Like, it was meaningful to me. I, yeah. con- I concur with Eric. That's why I, my number one, Coach Carter. You're full of shit. Serious. Coach, wow. Car- coach Carter, number one, got to represent the, the larger Bay Area. Wow. Okay. Samuel L. just giving it. If I could choose any coach from any of these movies, it's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Wow. I, you, you sure about you sh- not sure maybe, it's John Boyd? Maybe the number. <laughs> <laughs> or Ed Harris? Maybe the number uh, one movie coach, basketball coach of all time. I don't know. I think uh, basketball. Coach. I think Sam Rockwell hasn't beat in a winning season. <laughs> winning season. Wow. Good movie. Good poll. Good poll. What's your number two, Steven? My number two. Are you going to be true to your heart and put the right movie at two? No, I'm not. Because it's, well, I know know the movie I like more or the movie I've seen the most. Oh. You know? Yeah. What are you going to do? All right, quick. uh, We know you're number one. I think you just have to stay true to your number one. I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna have to stay true to my number one. My number two is Good Burger. Good Burger. There you yeah. go. That's what we're. That's what we're think. That's what we're thinking. Good Burger's great. It's just. It's my. It's. It's my childhood uh, media consumption all in one movie. And then yes, my number one. My number one film. Uh, we'll quickly 
Yeah, you can we'll, hit, hit we'll it. We'll quickly slide over it um, because it no, it's not going to be on Eric's list. I mean, former episode of the podcast. Former episode of the podcast. Uh, the one of my first uh, solo movie experiences in a movie theater. I felt like such an adult, and, and then uh, and then I saw somebody at my elementary school who was with their parents watching the movie. I was like, oh, I, they better not see me here by myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's ready to rumble. Uh, classic uh, professional wrestling movie, um, unlike any other. It's I'll, I could rewatch that movie a thousand times and still have uh, appreciate appreciation for it oliver platt that's all i gotta say oliver yep. platt playing playing a r- authentic southern gentleman it's true eric what's your number one we'll finish this thing off what, what have i said about your rebel just to mess with you yeah uh, <laughs> i mean you blow my mind uh mine's gonna be one that i don't think either of you guys really care for i love radio radio they, they call me radio I, uh, i've never seen radio. i'm on the cuban radio I loved kind of like, I think it was, again, saw it at the right time. I remember going to it with my dad, so good memory there. Um, and then just like the meaning behind Like I love movies that one can involve my favorite things in sports and then like just kind of make you feel. And that, same yeah. with Coach Carter. Hardball. Like it just, they make you feel different things that I didn't know you could feel involving sports. And then it's just another way of like, you know, like the one kid who's a, a bad kid redeems himself to become good and understand. And like, I don't know, it's just a deep meaning to me. And I really, I don't know, it got to me. So I just remember watching it a lot and watching it the first time with my dad. So. I, feel, I feel like this movie would have had more staying power if they get did it like five years after Remember the Titans, not like three. Yeah. You know? It needed more time. Like there was such like I said earlier, there's a there was an oversaturation of the market for these feel good sports movies during the early early and mid two thousands. Well speaking probably, of Yeah, you're probably right, but I just don't remember it that way because I was so like just wanting to watch yeah. sports movies. You were in the like, moment. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, speaking so, of sports movies, uh we, we end the podcast by first asking the question, was this movie better than the big green? A zero percent movie. It's actually it's it's close. It's pretty close for me being a, a two times in the last three episodes, but I don't think so. I don't. I think it's right there though. I think it's right. I think it's just slightly less enjoyable than the Big Green. Oh, wow, this is so. Like I mentioned earlier, that my sister and I watched Summer Catch a lot. And I will say I'm because uh, I'm going to send her this podcast, obviously to listen to to brag that I talked about Summer Catch. <laughs> uh, I will say, like, I I also, like, have 100% memory in my brain that her favorite movie as a kid was The Big Green. Wow. So you might, you might, like, implode her brain if you asked her that question. Wow, person after my own, after my own heart. Yeah. So, uh, is Summer Cash better than The Big Green? I'm going to say slightly, just because I I – Recall more lines from it more frequently without knowing. Okay, okay. Yeah. City boy! City boy! <laughs> yeah, based. It's based still, answer. What about you, Steven? Yeah, it's slightly better. It's slightly better. Summer Catch? Summer Catch, slightly better. Okay, well, we'll just move along. You know why it's slightly better? Another 80s icon. Jessica Biel. Captures it for me, Beverly D'Angelo. <laughs> Beverly? <laughs> she, was the, she was the edge. Okay, I get it. Yeah, she was. Rerate this movie on a, you give it a new rating. It's no longer 8%. Uh, Eric, what a, what percentage is this movie now? Um, 78? I don't know. Great, <laughs> great choice. Great choice. I'm going to go even 50. This has teen comedies 50 all over it. 
Fifties uh-huh. in the realm of the fifties. No, five zero exactly. Forty forty three maybe. What was his number in the movie? I'm gonna go forty three. Forty three seems right. Oh, um, no. What was his number? It's sixty nine, dude. <laughs> what What are you re-rating it? Um, it's still under twenty five. Okay, but I'm gonna give it the Jessica Biel age nineteen percent. Wow, there you yeah. go. Stay true to your heart. I, I had to. <laughs> had to, homie. Uh, blurbs. My blurb is you know the plays quality game instead uh, just a rip from De- De departed yeah <laughs> that's really it because it's a Massachusetts movie come on what are you what are you redacted uh i'm gonna go the cape the 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 cape god league instead of cape cod league you know cape god league because g-a-w-d freddie prince what's this like movie? the what's like the thing what's what do you call a um what do you call like a fishing championship? Like you're you're a champion fisherman. You're oh an angler, like yeah. professional. How angler? about this movie is one foul ball away from a strike three? <laughs> sure, <All Yeah>. right. <laughs> something there. This is the movie is a pop up in foul territory. <laughs> real, uh, we end the show by doing real recommendations. Uh, we say our favorite things in media. Eric, what's a uh, something in from media that you would like to recommend? to the podcast listeners. Uh, so I recommended this book to you uh, like a couple of weeks ago in real life. Um, I just finished it uh, called Dickens and Prince. Uh, I really liked it. it oh, yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, we had a little mini discussion about it uh, in, the, in our car ride together, but I just, just finished it. And it's very good. It's about Charles Dickens and, and Prince and how they, you wouldn't think they'd be connected, but how kind of like, their arches in life of careers and stuff uh, overlap, um, and it's it was entertaining. It was interesting. Interesting Dickens and Prince, yeah, interesting. It's on the list. I thought it was like a novelization of like Prince and the Pauper and Charles, <laughs> Charles Dickens. <laughs> yeah, it, just somebody novelized okay. Prince. That'd be an epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reco Rec- Nick. Uh, I'll recommend. I don't think I did it on one of the other ones. Past Lives. No, you did Past Lives. I did yeah. see Past Lives. Yeah, how was that? I, it it was. So, so dang good. Was it better than Drive My Car? I have still haven't seen Drive My Car. Oh, I tried to Jesus. watch Drive My Car where you were supposed to on the airplane. And, <laughs> and there's a nude scene in the first five, uh, first minute. And yeah. I was like, fuck, I can't watch this on an airplane. You oh. totally could have. That was the only just, nude scene. I just scene. don't know what else is after that, you know? I, I didn't know that that was what that was. And I put it on at work one day, Nick. Solid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's the only that's the only bad. That's scene. the only scene? Okay. Not, well, now that I know that, I, I can watch it again. Pretty but sure. but past lives, so I cried. I mean, just a lot. I was pretty overwhelmed. I mean, I had a, like an emotional day before that, but I went and saw it, and it just really got me. Would you recommend Shelby to watch that? I feel like that's not her movie. She would like it. She would mm, like it. Okay. No, she would cry. She would definitely cry. Oh, Jesus. What's yours, Stephen? Uh, did I mention Swarm in a previous podcast? I don't. I thought I did, but I guess not. I'm going to mention Swarm. Okay. Uh, EP'd by uh, Dong Lover. Yeah. It is a TV show that's like quasi anthologist, but it follows one character and her descent and being like part of the swarm of a popular person, pop star. Basically, like T Swift ripoff. Yeah. But it's um, it's our gal from uh, the Deuce and uh, Project Power. Uh, I forget her name escapes me, but she's the main. Yeah, yeah, she's she's really good. It's a really good weird type of horror, uh, uh, horror horror ish show. I mean, that's why I kind of haven't done it. It's yet. not scary, but it's it's, not scary. it's like more thriller than horror. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's more um, 
Dominique, Dominique Fishback. Fishback. That's that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, it's more like a, 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 you know, fatal attraction sort of basic instinct sort of uh, killing. Going okay. On. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there you have it. Well, thank you, that. thank you, Eric, for joining the podcast. We really appreciate you being on. Thanks, guys. A lot of fun. And as we always say, keep it real. Stay rotten. Stay rotten. Out this there. has been the summer catch. <laughs> some films are ripe, some films are rotten. We like our potatoes are rotten. You ought to film, but you can't even. But here comes Nick and Steve, and they break it down, they turn it out. And when it was over, you wanted to shout, I want my money back. that was real rotten. Real fucking rotten.